What up, y'all? It's your boy, the one and only A Switch, aka the 130 time social distancing champion, aka the pancake pariah, <laughs> aka the nigga lip master. Forget you. <laughs> that gives me every time. Bringing, bringing you yet another episode of Switches Sites, uh, my gaming podcast where I talk about just that. Uh, man, this week has been a uh, fairly interesting and uh, a lot of uh very unexpected twists and turns, if anything. But um, yeah, man, actually pretty eventful week, I'd have to say for you know, considering our non-traditional times we're in right now, um. Stuff is crazy still. So for what that's worth, I guess I don't know why I would think it'd be different, but you know, the world is still uh, horrible and shambles, at least in the U S in particular, but you know, well, what can you do? Do the best you can and hope everybody else would follow suit, but that's not really the case. So who knows how long this is going to last? So. Without further ado, let's stop the dilly dally and get right into it. Um, and let me remember my time codes. Probably put this on another, another screen, but whatever. It's okay. It's all right. So yeah, man. Uh, so out of nowhere, I think it was this past Sunday. Uh, Xbox Series S was pretty much all but confirmed at this point uh since i guess in some weird fashion that uh xbox uh shipped out controllers for the next generation xbox uh which is i don't know in my opinion that might be too early especially mm, considering the uh you know immense i guess fervor for this for next gen seems a bit too early to uh, have these these controllers at least shipped out uh, to all these retailers in advance. But I guess they kind of did that a little bit back in the day when uh, new consoles were coming out. I do recall they like were released a lot of the accessories like way, way ahead in advance before the actual the actual console itself comes out. So, I mean, yes and no, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like at this point, I think, uh, you know, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, even they should kind of have this expectation that I don't know, stuff is going to get leaked, uh, more than ever, especially, you know, shipping some products like these in way in advance. Um, but at the same time, I feel like it also could, I think at this point with, in the times we're in, I think, I feel like they're really like intentionally, um, trying to do this to, um, I guess, exploit that Avenue where, you know, I think people definitely want to click on something that's been ooh, leaked 
more than something that's just been presented officially by Microsoft. That makes sense. Something like something real taboo and mysterious and like a uh, forbidden kind of uh, is kind of the, you know, I think the instincts and, and vibes you get when you look at like something that you're not supposed to see. Um, so I don't know. I feel like at this point, I think a lot of marketing companies might be starting to capitalize off that, which I mean, in, in, in all fairness is pretty, uh, smart, uh, especially it's free, uh, word of mouth, uh, more than likely spreads faster because of the fact that it's like, oh, we didn't, we didn't officially reveal this yet. So, you know, <laughs> I think him. I think it's kind of uh, kind of like the Streisand effect. I guess that's a universal thing now where the more you try to suppress something that you don't want people to know, the more people are actually going to look at it and view it. So I feel like that's definitely what's coming into play here. Uh, potentially, it seems very weird, especially knowing how much anticipation there is for the next generation to have the this this uh this controller leaked and shipped way ahead of of its um you know scheduled release uh supposedly but then again we don't know when it uh these controllers may may be uh released in advance too but um but I guess the other biggest thing too is that uh on the packaging itself it revealed that it is uh for the Xbox X and then uh a slash or or um What's the character for pipe? I think pipe, uh, pipe and then a S. So obviously there's been numerous rumors about the, the Lockhart or the code name for the, I guess, less powerful, uh, Xbox model in the new series family or whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's pretty much confirmed at this point packaging looks pretty official. It looks just like the form factor of the, uh, the new Xbox controller with the, I guess the unique D pad, which I guess stands out the most outside of everything else, the share button in the middle. Um, but yeah, it seems like there either is going to be a white model for maybe the X and S or maybe they're probably going to do like the, the series X is going to be black. And then the, Series S is going to be white. Uh, I would assume they would probably do that to kind of further d- differentiate the two consoles from each other. Um, or I guess depending on the form factor of the Series S, but I don't know, at least considering the the, uh, the rectangular uh, design of the um, Series X, it seems like the Series X, at least what a lot of people are doing mock-ups and stuff is maybe might be half of that to who knows, especially considering game pass and how much they're pushing that. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of potential there overall, but interesting stuff. Um, man, just (laughs) there, there really needs to be a department or something dedicated to like, um, separating or just keeping leak control or something. I I would assume maybe they have something of that, but maybe not enough. It seems, but I don't know. It's like at this point, it just feels like it's too, too easily leaked to be believed to be, to be, um, what's the word 
too easily leaked to be believe that Microsoft didn't intentionally want this to happen. If that makes sense. Cause I feel like if there's always a will, there's always a way for people that wants, that wants to leak something, um, you know, pertaining to anything newsworthy. So it's stuff. Uh, definitely curious to see what this S is going to look like. Um, form factor wise, um, since it's pretty much confirmed at this point. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be a pretty, depending on the pricing, it'll be a pretty, uh, it could be potentially be a really good advantage in comparison to the PS five, having a much cheaper option on top of game pass, which is already an insane, insane, uh, deal. Um, yeah, they could definitely make up for a lot, um, in that respect too. So in due time, apparently I think somebody, uh, Jeff Grubb, I believe, uh, the notorious leaker, I guess, leaker or news, news, uh, news fountain, <laughs> I guess if you, if anything, uh, said that we'll hear potentially hear something like, uh, within three weeks, or I guess technically two now, since that was like a while ago, but either way, very interesting to say the least. We'll just have to wait and see, I guess. Um, next topic discussion. Boy, uh, keep it in relation to uh, Xbox news, man, out of nowhere. It's kind of good and bad, I guess, if you think about it. But uh, Halo Infinite delayed until 2021. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like we a lot of us saw this coming. Um, well, not necessarily coming. I mean, it seemed like they're still going to be like, let's back up a little bit. So obviously during the, uh, Xbox event or the recent one, this uh, man, uh, time is like escaping now. Everything is blending together. But since, uh, last man, what was it? Last something. I think last month, late last month, um, they showed first gameplay of Halo Infinite. People were not happy about it, uh, at least specifically for from a graphical standpoint in terms of, you know, this is supposed to be a next generation game, but did not did not quite get those vibes, which I totally agree, um, you know, but I mean, at the same time, personally, I feel there is more more to a game than graphics. I mean, I've always been a proponent for that. Like if, uh, if the gameplay, gra- if the game's graphics are bad, but the gameplay is really good, I will definitely hands down still play a game. That's at least my opinion. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. A great looking game on top of awesome gameplay is, is, you know, uh, uh, a synergy like no other, but at least for, um, Halo Infinite, which is supposed to be like the killer app uh, for Xbox. It's kind of, um, yeah, especially it's the first kind of uh, flagship game that's supposed to show by example, the power of the Xbox, uh, the next generation Xbox console um, and not really doing that, that uh, definitely, you know, maybe leads people to speculate and, you know, um, 
yeah, overall generally speculate like, well, why am I, why am I going to get a Xbox Series X for if this game doesn't look that good? So I totally understand, you know, those sentiments, but uh, I don't know. The gameplay looked really good. That's at least, I think this is a prime example of gameplay over graphics, but at the same time, I'm not trying to, uh, what's the word? Not, not undermine, not trying to undermine people that uh, aren't pleased with the graphics, but, um, at least after looking at the digital foundry video, you know, kind of breaking down why the game looked the way it looked, um, that there actually is more going on than what's, you know, I guess being perceived or generally perceived. Um, it does help kind of, um, paint a picture in terms of, you know, what in particular happened. Um, at least I thought that maybe, uh, I know what a lot of people were suspecting that maybe the bill was super behind. Like this was like a, like a five, four or five month build, but, um, didn't actually turn out that way. Uh, or that maybe, uh, at the, actually the game is more polished than it is, but it seems like that probably wasn't the case since, uh, at least <laughs> I know, uh, three, four, three initially defended, the graphics, but then like now, obviously now that they, uh, delayed it, it seems like, uh, maybe that wasn't the case. So it seems like they're at least going back to the drawing board graphically. Um, what have you? I mean, they of course are saying that COVID-19 is the cause, but I'm not sure about that. I think maybe, I think the, the people not liking the graphical d- direction, um, I think did come into play, not to say that COVID didn't actually factor at all, but I mean, I think in a lot of ways COVID did ultimately, but I think, um, maybe, I think a combination of both COVID-19 as well as the, uh, reception of the, uh, trailer, um, during the Xbox event, I think all came together to, uh, result in it. Um, sucks, but, uh, yeah, it, I guess what kind of hurts more is that this was going to be the 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 first um i guess halo game to premiere with that the new xbox since the original xbox um but now it's won't happen and i guess that's also another thing now that like now they don't have the killer app halo launching with the console what is going to be what's the next best you know marquee exclusive a uh, game for the console to play on. Um, that's definitely the biggest question of the day, if anything. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the Xbox fans, uh, are a lot to worry about it's a lot to worry about. Uh, but I mean, personally, I mean, I mean, okay, maybe my, my Xbox, my Xbox fanboyish fanboyism is showing, but, um, I'm honestly looking forward to like all the improvements of the current games, like Halo master chief, uh, gears five and a couple, you know, other trying to exclusives that I always been playing still on my Xbox. Um, very, very, um, I assume a pretty low factor or pretty low demographic of people that probably are in that boat. Like, oh man, I mean, I just want the console just to add a console to play uh, some of my, you know, 
games before improved uh, resolution and definition or whatever. But I mean, at the same time, yeah, I definitely also want to play some of these exclusive new games on the console, which is, yeah, it's not really apparent what's the next big thing for this. I mean, there's multi-platform games, I guess, you know, Assassin's Creed, maybe uh, Watch Dogs. I mean, you know, yeah, it's a little it's tough pickings right now for Xbox. So, I mean, I'm I'm all for delays, though. I mean, on top of just the uh, immense backlog of games, I still have to play. And, you know, I forgot somebody somebody said this. I feel like it's a famous quote. I saw it somewhere. Um, a good game. What was it? A good game will always be good. A bad game will always be bad. No, it's something like. Damn it. I forgot it. It was something like a good. A good game. Uh, you can always push back a good game, but you can't make a great game. I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm going to stop because <laughs> I'm, I'm hurting myself right now <laughs> trying to, trying to recall it, but it was something along the lines that a delayed game is better than a game that's rushed out. Essentially that was the intention or gist of the, the quote. Um, however that was, or however that was said, it's lost me, but that was the intention. So there you go. All in all, hey, uh, it's I respect them being forward and saying, hey, we need more time. And, you know, ultimately, if that results in the game being better, of course, I'm all for it personally. Take your time, Pastor. I mean, I know I'm going to be playing it regardless. So doesn't doesn't uh, change my opinion. But, you know, I digress. I digress. Um, next topic discussion. Next topic of discussion. Uh, Fortnite has been removed from Apple and Google App Stores after breaking rules on both platforms. So, uh, pretty interesting events happening here. Um, so apparently at least my understanding of the story is that Fortnite, uh, you guys know, probably I say more so than console, uh, Fortnite is on, uh, or at least was now was on, uh, Android store, Android app store. I think Google play, I guess, technically Google play and, uh, I iOS. Um, so you can, you know, download the, download the games and play, um, Fortnite on your phone. Um, apparently, oh, since the game is free to play, it does rely uh, heavily on microtransactions um, in terms of costumes and, and outfits and stuff like that. So uh, generally, I, I guess to my understanding, this is news to me. I, I have the game on mobile, but I've, I never really play mobile games in general. But um, my idea is that you if you want to buy something through uh, each store's respective app, if that makes sense, through either either platform, uh, you basically give 
Google and and um, Google and Apple a cut of that pay. Uh, if you want to buy some currency for Fortnite, you have to pay. You pay it, and then like um, Google, Apple gets a cut as well as you know, uh, Epic. Uh, at least specifically, I know for sure for Apple is thirty percent. I'm not sure about Google. I would assume maybe it's a little bit less than that. Maybe the same. Who knows? But basically, I guess somewhat recently, uh, Epic added some stealth. I, I guess I'm assuming a stealth update or something where they basically are trying to circumvent the paywall of um, having to give Google and Apple a cut of that pay. So basically there's a new option to pay directly or pay via credit card, I believe. So essentially you basically would just pay, um, you could just buy what you need and then pay Epic all of that money instead of giving Google and Apple a cut of it, uh, depending on the, you know, respective platform you bought the, um, the currency for the game from. So with that being said, <laughs> Apparently both found out real quick and uh, apparently that, that caused the whole kerfuffle and uh, basically uh, as in, um, I guess, defense or uh, rebuttal to that, they removed the Fortnite app from both their stores. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of, I mean, I could, uh, I can't really see both sides to this. Cause it's like you are you, you utilizing uh, a, a platform's established user base. And you know, that's the guidelines that every other game and app has to abide by. And the fact that Epic is being so, I guess, you know, um, uh, rock starish about it that like, oh, well, we're epic. We're Fortnite, so we can do whatever we want. It's understandable why, you know, Google and Apple retaliated the way they did. So um, I'm totally on their side about it. Um, yeah, I'd have to. Yeah, because I mean, it at the same time, it does suck that the the, the cut is so high uh, for for at least Apple. I'm assuming maybe Google is similar. I forgot what their cut is, but I would assume it's somewhat maybe lesser than, um, Oh no, I guess Google does the same. Yeah. Google. Yeah. Google takes 30% cut just as Apple does. So they both take the same cut. So, I mean, it's understandable. It's, I mean, it's their platform though. So it's like they have their say. So, I mean, yeah, that's kind of grimy trying to bypass a platforms, uh, you know, standards and policies to try to, you know, make their own game. It does seem a little, little grimy on Fortnite epics. end. so I, yeah, I'd have to say I, I do side with, with, uh, Apple and uh, Google on this, even though, you know, maybe they could be a little bit better with the cut, but at the same time, it's their platform, their, uh, ecosystem, that uh, they're kind of paying a privilege to be on. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's hard for me to see Epic's side to it, especially the way they went about it by stealthily 
stealthily adding a alternative uh, payment option where like you could pay us directly. You don't have to pay iOS or, uh, or Google. So how about that? Just pay us directly, even though we're utilizing their platform that uh, has a very, you know, established user base and set standards and policies um, for all apps, you know, involved. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's some drama. That's some corporate corporate mess. And at least on top of that, uh, Epic filed a lawsuit uh, against Apple and Google regarding this, um, which I guess I'm trying to see their reasoning. Uh, developers offering products within a game download on Google Play, providing access to game content, must use Google Play and app billing as method of payment. Google system takes 30%. Yeah, so that was what I was reading a little bit earlier. Uh, okay, here's um, here's a statement from Apple regarding it. Uh, today, Epic Games took unfortunate step, took the unfortunate step of violating the app store guidelines that are applied uh, equally to every developer and designed to keep the store safe for our users. As a result, their Fortnite app has been removed from the store. Epic enabled a feature in its app, which was not reviewed and approved by Apple. And they did so with the express intent of violating the app store guidelines regarding in-app payments that apply to every developer who sells digital goods or services. Epic has had apps on the app store for a decade and have benefited from the app store ecosystem, including its tools, testing and distribution that Apple provides to all developers. Epic agreed to the app store terms and guidelines freely, and we're glad they're, they've built such a successful business on the app store. The fact that their business interests now lead them to push for a special arrangement does not change the fact that these guidelines create a level playing field for all developers and make the store safe for all users. We will make every effort to work with Epic's resolve these violations so they can return Fortnite to the app store. So yeah, I mean, it's really Epic in the wrong here. Um, like literally bypassing, uh, with the intention of, you know, not uh, checking with Apple and Google regarding it to try to get literally cut out the pay, which basically undermines their whole policy for uh, something that all of the other apps in those in the app stores have to buy by as well. So, um, yeah, it's hard to see Epic side to this because it's really like, I mean, they already got enough money as is. Just the fact that they're trying to get more is, yes, it's looking at both sides here. It seems like Epic's in the wrong, obviously. Just one, the factor of them going under under both of the stores and adding this option. And then also, um, yeah, not even checking with Epic. I mean, checking with Apple and Google about regarding it, um, trying maybe to come to some better agreement. Just the fact that they just went under them and did it uh, definitely just feels all kind of shady. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then they also released this weird video that seemed to kind of um, uh, parody this whole scenario about like uh, the app stores are, are, are bringing them down 
But it's like you're epic. You're making like buku money with with this game to begin with. Not not to mention the console fan base, you know, with PlayStation, PC and Xbox Switch. So it's it, uh, it's hard to really side with Epic here. I mean Google and Apple already have this in place for a lot of reasons, you know, as the Nike is scammed by people and, you know, things like that. And the fact that um, Epic, who thinks they're higher and mighty than everyone is uh, to, you know, we well, we we're, we're, we're too big to go by the rules is kind of at least the impression I, f- I feel from this initially uh, after, you know, getting more information and in, in, um, side of the story. Um, yeah, the f- uh, I want to see what what's Epic's what's Epic's reasoning for the so he's suing Google. Um, yeah, it doesn't really. It's hard to see see Epic's side of this. Yeah, it doesn't really seem to be any justifiable grounds to like, you know, sue them for what for for them breaking the breaking uh, the app stores policies or they're maybe trying to find some loophole where they actually uh, propose that option. I don't think it's going to work, but I mean, maybe there's something I don't know from the story already, but it's not looking good, man. It's not looking good at all. Just saying. I'm just saying either way, that's where we're at so far. Uh, provide an update next week if it's worthy enough, but yeah, so far it seems like Epic rockstar. Epic is, uh, is, uh, having a fit because it can't, can't get the way it wants essentially. Um, Yeah, then the other promoting this movement, I guess, to they're using this as a proponent to stop the app store from charging a price. But it's like at the same time, it's still like it's their ecosystem. They established it. They have a, you know, installed uh, user base in the ecosystem that they put the effort to make it only makes sense that they demand a cut of it uh, from the store. I don't see what is necessarily the issue. Cause I mean, when you think about it, steam, steam does it. Um, uh, Epic game store does it uh, to a lesser extent, of course, but still regardless of whatever platform there is always going to be a cut for using like a premium for using that platform for whatever, you know, reasoning you need to use it for, at least in this case, to, um, you know, um, utilize an app for many people to, you know, um, utilize after that. So yeah, man, that's it. From what I, I I have information wise, it seems like Epic is is in the wrong here. I mean, I don't just the fact that they went under 
Apple and Google in terms of they could have went up to them straight up and, you know, maybe tried to reason uh, and come to a, a better agreement, maybe have a lesser cut than 30 percent or something like that, which it seems like that's ideally maybe. Well, I mean, obviously, they don't want to pay anything at all, but I think that's kind of unrealistic considering the environment of apps on smartphones and, the, you know, the whole that whole ecosystem. So maybe it's something I'm not seeing, but at least from all the facts stated, it seems like Google, I mean, um, Epic is in the wrong here. But again, I could be wrong. I'm maybe not seeing something that other people are seeing, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but yeah. Anyway, moving on. Um, Next topic. Uh, boy, that is bright. Great. So Epic is, um, not Epic. What am I talking about? Epic. I still got Epic on my mind. Rocksteady is making a suicide squad game. So a game that's been mysterious and people were trying to figure out what was being made or what is being made. Come to find out, actually, it's a Suicide Squad game, um, which is weird. <laughs> it's interesting, uh, marketing wise. They have Superman and they got the like a crosshair, it looks like, with Suicide Squad. It's kind of like, I don't feel like they're like, um, what's the word? They're like making fun of people who really wanted a Superman game. They're like, hi, nah, Suicide Squad, bitch. Yeah. So, Hope you like it. Um, it's okay. I mean, considering the the mints, I guess reception uh, Batman has gotten with them treating that series, it seems to only makes sense that they're going to. Um, I think they have something in plan or uh, uh, that they could do, obviously, to make a Suicide Squad game. So it seems like there's potential there. Um, I guess, yeah, it's a lot of questions still. I mean, I think it's probably safe to say we'll probably have Harley Quinn as one of the characters, Deadshot. Uh, I would, I it, they got to have Joker, I would assume. I mean, Joker's like, yeah, and I guess that's probably how they can like maybe tie it back to Batman. Um some way, somehow, maybe like either maybe making it a continuation or some type of sub continuation of the of the the Arkham trilogy. Um I could see that. So it does kind of make more sense why they're going this route, but uh that kind of sucks. They just got Superman in there, even though a lot of people would love to see a Superman game. But uh, who knows? But they said uh, it seems like it's implied that it's going to be we're probably going to get a trailer or something August 22nd at DC Fandom, which I guess is DC's Comic Con esque type thing where they're releasing all things DLC, I assume. Um. So, yeah. Uh, cautiously optimistic, I have to say. Uh, it really depends on the characters they're going to be utilizing for this um, overall. Just just yeah, I just got to see this game in action and get an idea concept of 
what we're going to expect. But I mean, it's definitely interesting and good that we finally got confirmation what this game is already. Finally, people were people were thinking Superman and Harry Potter. Now it's it's a Suicide Squad. I think some people suspect the Suicide Squad, but I'm not sure about that one. All in all, I'm interested. Color me interested. Moving on. Next topic of discussion. Uh, Yoshinori Ono, leaving Capcom. The end of an era, man. So Yoshinori Ono, who's been closely, you know, um, with uh, the Street Fighter series since, man, I don't even know. I want to say since maybe late, the late days of Street Fighter 2, I believe. Could be totally wrong about that, but in general, he's been closely associated with Street Fighter uh, producing, I think kind of directing, but he's maybe, I think, stepped back a little bit. Uh, but in general, he's always been more or less the face of Street Fighter uh, from that standpoint, similar to like Karata with Tekken. So um, it was weird at the fighting game roundtable. We didn't see him. Uh, people, I think maybe it was known that he wasn't. He wasn't necessarily. Um, I'm not quite sure about that, but uh, at least in general, this kind of adds more credence to those rumors. Last episode, where um, it was a lot of issues with Street Fighter Six, apparently with them making Ono step down from his position with Street Fighter because it wasn't get wasn't received well by testers, as well as not being generally received um well in general i guess so um i think with all that combined yoshi norio and ono uh decided to leave capcom i think understandably it's like it's hard to still stay with a company when you get demoted i don't know it's hard to i think anybody in a company uh, with the maybe exception of them doing it personally themselves where they're requesting to be demoted that they would be okay with, you know, being demoted by upper management and then just staying with the company. It's hard to like, it's hard to, I don't know. I, I understand where he's coming from. Essentially. I don't know. It's just trying to be in his shoes, uh, getting demoted. Uh, it just, I feel like most people would just fire you regardless if you can't do whatever specific job role or something. I don't know, but Either way, that's essentially, uh, you know, he uh, had a heartfelt message regarding it, which was it was it was pretty sweet. I'm not going to lie. The tears, the man tears almost came out. And I'm going to lie to y'all uh, just knowing how hard he uh, worked for worked for the Street Fighter IP, um, you know, for better or worse. But at least, you know, you respected the heart that was there in terms of trying to make Street Fighter the best game it could be. So. Um, yeah. So, I mean, with all that being said, um, yeah, sure. You can Yoshinori Ono, best of luck, future endeavors, uh, whether that be in games or not. Um, thank you for street fighter and trying to make it the best it could be. I mean, 
obviously there's some faults that happen, but still, you know, you can't, I, I don't know. Personally, it just is to find it hard to not knock, knock somebody for trying. And, you know, not about how many times you fall, but how many times you get back up. How many times you get back up? Saying. Um, yeah. So moving on. Um, some interesting tidbits. Uh, Scott Pilgrim might be a thing, y'all. Scott Pilgrim, the game might be coming back. Uh, so in a tweet today by Brian Lee O'Malley, who is the um, I guess yeah, creator of uh, Scott Pilgrim. Um, who, if you don't know, the Scott Pilgrim game that I think it came out really pretty much around the time the movie came out. Uh, I would assume to promote the promote the movie. Um, was great and uh, very fun, awesome beat em up that uh you know it had a lot of hints of River City Ransom, but it was like a, a huge improvement over River River City Ransom with the graphical fidelity and just uh yeah everything all around. Just the whole vibe of the game, the kind of the uh, homage to like classic 8-bit games um, all in all, while also being true to the original source material of at least trying to be close to the movie as possible. And I think the movie had references to the game as well. So um, I think it's coming up on the movie's 10th anniversary. So uh, at least currently... uh, he let out a tweet that PS Ubisoft has reached out to me. So I mean, put two and two together. Scott Pilgrim, the game is might be coming back. So it was delisted from PS3 and uh, Xbox 360 stores. If you didn't buy it already, if you bought it, you can still play it currently. But, uh, you know, it overall just limits everything for everybody. People that maybe are interested can't buy it currently and stuff like that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's good to hear that potentially we might get Scott Pilgrim back. Um, I don't see it being that difficult for them to just port it, considering the licensing was was more or less the issue. Maybe there's just a disagreement in terms of trying to get the license reinstated, but looks like a good sign overall I have to say so um I thoroughly enjoyed Scott Pilgrim though the movie was pretty great love the game so I'm looking forward to it if it does actually come to be so yeah and in uh other news of people coming back um well <laughs> in this case coming back multiple times but not in your original IP which I have an issue with. So uh, Rainbow Six Siege dropped a trailer, uh, Operation Shadow Legacy, that basically reveals Sam Fisher uh, as an operator for Rainbow Six Siege. So he was a a DLC quest in Rainbow Six. Well, no, uh, Ghost Recon. He's uh, he's now a, he's going to be an operator in Rainbow Six Siege. You some miscellaneous random character in like this Ubisoft 
mashup game for mobile phones. Uh, I think he was probably like referenced in a lot of other stuff. Uh, but you know, all this and he still have yet to have his own damn game uh, recently, which is kind of uh, messed up. I have to say as a pretty, pretty big uh, Splinter Cell fan, a uh, big fan of, you know, the original trilogy. Um, uh, Conviction was really good. I really loved the Conviction. Blacklist was okay. Not so much. Uh, they changed the voice actor and uh, just things got weird from there. I think that was the big, actually the biggest dislike of that game was just the, the kind of dissonance from um, the character because the, the voice character is different. It's like it's like it's some characters that you can't recast. I feel like solid snake, 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 snakes. Um, you know, is always going to be David Hayter. Uh, Sam Fisher is always going to be Michael Ironside. I mean, it's hard to you know put somebody else in that role. It's just his his seasoned veteran type. Uh, I don't know accent dialect, whatever. It's just, it's hard to emulate and, you know, not be Michael Ironside. I know he was having some medical issues, which may have possibly came into play during that time of blacklist, I believe, but I think he's better now, I believe. So, uh, and then, yeah, they're not using his voice in this one either. So it's like, ugh, ugh, no, I mean, I kind of want to play it still, but, uh, no. So, yeah. So, I mean, this better be just some anticipation for Splinter Cell coming back, but <sighs> here goes my bet. I made a bet for uh, Splinter Cell be released this year. <laughs> it's pretty, pretty apparent that's probably not going to happen, but <sighs> it sucks, man. Uh, so hopefully this is some type of hints, uh, a cookie trail to the grand cookie, I guess, of, you know, we actually, us actually getting a Splinter Cell, a new Splinter Cell game. So, keeping hope alive, but hugely disappointed. Uh, at least, <laughs> you know, knowing most people want, want, want him in his own game, he's in everybody else's game but his own. So, how does that work? I don't know. Um, yeah, keep it in line with things, maybe coming back, maybe not, maybe pulling our damn legs. Um, Def Jam, Vendetta, Fight for New York. So at least what seemed to start this train, well, it's like kind of a long convoluted story. So back in 2018, Def Jam, the Def Jam official Twitter made a tweet saying what 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 game would y'all like to see next i don't know why i'm doing this like corny like uh presumptuous uh 90s rap guy but hey let's stick with it like what what new what new def jam would y'all like to see def jam fight for la def jam fight for detroit def jam fight for uh florida <laughs> miami <laughs> It was something like that. So basically it seemed pretty apparent. They were trying to um, gauge interest for another Def Jam game. 
I mean, I think that caught a, I think that tweet caught a lot of traction. Like, yeah, yeah, let's please bring back Def Jam, fight for blah, blah, blah. So pretty much that happened and then nothing, nothing after that, nothing even related to that happened. Uh, then come, come, uh, this last week, I believe. So, uh, ice T who's been, who's in, who's in the, uh, Def Jam fight for New York. Um, he, uh, mentioned that, you know, he's like, I think they really need to reboot this game for new consoles, which I side note, I wholeheartedly agree. Love this damn series. Uh, it's made by the same people that made um, the N64 WWE, uh, WWE, WCW games like um, WCW, NWO, no Revenge, WWF, WrestleMania 2000, WWF, um, when it was WWF, No Mercy. Uh, one of some of the best ass wrestling games ever. And just, just the thought of having th- those developers make a game with hip hop fighting characters. Uh, it seems like something that may be, may potentially be a recipe for failure, but ultimately ended up being like the peanut butter and jelly we all needed in our lives. So, um, love those games. We, we're not going to talk about icon. We just going to pretend that doesn't exist. Uh, but, um, Def Jam Vendetta and, uh, fight for New York are pretty great games. I thoroughly enjoyed them growing up. Um, yeah, definitely hope they do uh, make their return. So with that being said, uh, Def Jam said, uh, uh, I think they replied to Ice-T's tweet or something like that. So Ice-T made that tweet like last week and then they, oh yeah. So Def Jam made like, I guess maybe potentially a subtweet, but uh, Def Jam saying the streets saying we need a new Def Jam game. A word? No, nobody ever. Nobody's not said that for like the past what twenty years since the game came out. But uh, so, so they said that. So now everybody's like, "Oh crap! Yeah, Def Jam, new Def Jam, yeah." So then after that, they made another thing. Uh, replied to their their thread about it. Once our Twitter hits one million, we have a special announcement for y'all. And they got a little game icon. So people are thinking, oh, oh, crap. So we might get a new Def Jam uh, or maybe a remake, remaster, whatever collection. Uh, But let's see. That was August 10th. Uh, Yeah. When they said that, that was August 10th. They've since then hit one million subscribers. I mean, uh, followers on Twitter. So. Three days have passed since then. Haven't heard a peep. Actually, let me check real quick, real live right now. Going to check live, live from the news studios. All right, nothing but retweets from their associated artists. Yeah, it's like retweets. Pizza artist. We so actually I could go to I think I could go directly to the tweet from within Twitter. Should have did. So yeah, it hit one million. 
Yeah, let me double check. I'm pretty sure they hit 1 million. 1 million followers they have on the Twitter. Three days have passed since. Nothing, no hints of a uh, news announcement or anything like that. No no announcement of an, of an announcement. Nothing. So, I don't know. It feels like Def Jam is pulling our leg again like they did the last two years. So, who knows? But it's like it's kind of messed up. They just they just keep talking about it like, hey, uh, man, Streets of Sand, y'all, we need a new Def Jam game. But then y'all, two years ago, y'all saying, would y'all like to see a Def Jam fight for Atlanta, fight for uh, fight for Miami, fight fight for Detroit, whatever? And yeah, we do. Okay, <laughs> that's it. All right. Uh, okay. It's, so so are we gonna get it or you know? It's messed up, man. That's the type of dick teasing y'all don't want. All right. It's giving us blue balls for nothing. With no payoff. This Def Jam game. We need it. Man, it, it would be so sick. If anything, just like keep the same. You can even keep the same ass. Um, same mechanics. Don't even put anything new in it necessarily. Maybe some of the artists that are, you know, maybe lost rights or licensing to you can replace with, you know, more new artists or something like that. Maybe just just be just a straight palette swap and maybe have their move list. Maybe, you know, just change the vocals and maybe the soundtrack uh, kind of would suck, but would like the original soundtrack to be intact. But I mean, consider it's Def Jam and they essentially have all the rights to the music, I assume. I don't think that would be as as big of an issue, which I th- that's what I think would be the biggest hurdle. But yeah, but considering the game is closely associated with Def Jam, it uh I don't see that being an issue as much. So I think the only thing I, I would see being an issue is just the, the IP or the rights of the artist and how that kind of is handled. Cause I guess what they, what they, what people have been saying is that the rights were kind of, um, improperly utilized for the artists that like, they weren't actually getting a legitimate cut. I think it was kind of coming into play with their, their mute, their Def Jam's contracts or something like that. So maybe a lot of that needs to be worked out. Now, obviously I think a lot of these artists aren't no longer are no longer with Def Jam, but then it's like, it's kind of mysterious as to Def Jam as a whole, like what artists are technically under Def Jam. Cause I feel like Def Jam has a lot of umbrellas and like sub companies of which I think technically a lot of these artists would still fall under maybe. So who knows? But I think it can make, I think it could, it could potentially still work. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people, especially how much game game gaming has popularized since these games came out. I think uh, it's a lot of potential for this to come back. A lot of maybe a lot of the artists that used to be with Dev Jam that may no longer be with them, or at least how that kind of works. I'm not sure, but maybe I, I could see this really happening if, you know, the stars align and Def Jam won't stop BSing. Uh, maybe it's the thing with the developer. Aki, uh, that used to be with this, 
that are no longer, I think they disperse between the various other companies and stuff, but would be great to see the same company that worked on this game do this for a continuation, but let's please not. Well, I guess a couple of things, please let it not be anything close, close or related to icon and also not be anything like close or related to a, a mobile game. I would just kill everything ultimately. So we'll see. Uh, if anything, just a port would be a port or uh yeah, yeah, port remaster maybe would be pretty dope. If 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 anything, at the least, I would be uh be appeased by. May have to stream this eventually. Eventually. So but yeah. Uh who knows? So we might be getting our legs pulled again. False sense of hope. Cue the Avengers. Hawkeye. Hawkeye, don't give me hope if but we'll see. We shall see. Um yeah. Moving on. And some just some weird just weird. Just like why? Just why news? <laughs> just why? Why? What what are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, just straight up. Why news? Um, Earthworm Jim. Apparently, it's coming back. Earthworm Jim Four, but get to catch, uh, exclusively on Intellivision and Miko. A brand new console. Watch out, PS Five. Watch out, Xbox Series X. <laughs> this is the console you want. Television Amico. It's like <laughs> this is probably a it's probably like a I would assume it's probably like some person out there is like y'all whack. All right. A PS5, Xbox Series X. It's a television amico though. This is where it's at. This is where it's at. <laughs> uh yeah, man. It is uh, uh yeah, just no no. No, no, I would love to be proven wrong, but just how everything is set up. And, um, it's a couple of things about this console. It's, I think it's like ridiculously expensive for what it is. I think it's like, I think it's like 400 bucks. I think, let me, let me double check that. Um, vision amigo price. $250 and just how it looks. It is not $250 worthy. I don't think it does not seem. Let me look at the, the, uh, page. Yeah. Uh, just the form factor, the controller. They're like, they're like iPods. It just does not seem like a good idea. So apparently it has integrated touchscreen, motion control. Uh, uh, you can buy multiple other controllers, update players. Yeah, I don't know. So it's going to have all the old television games. 
which I mean, for people that are nostalgic for the Intellivision, I get it, but it has some decent technology, Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, uh, presumably HDMI, yeah, 1080p HDMI. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yeah, it initially it does. It looks it looks to be pretty bad. I don't really see any potential of this skyrocketing into the stratosphere, but I could be wrong, but I don't know. Just having this game exclusive on a, a new console or yeah, I guess a new console uh, just does not seem uh does not seem too sound. So, I mean, having a whole new IP or continuation of a uh, existing IP, uh, come back to uh exclusive platform. Maybe it'll come, uh, come on other platforms after, but it does not look good. At least the trailer looked decent. Um, it's a weird setting for Earthworm Jim to be like on a, a island or, uh, seem like a stranded island, but, um, who knows? Uh, yeah, at least from all that, I don't know, but stalls worthy talking about, uh, I was, I, I loved uh, Earthworm Jim at least growing up, but I don't know about this one. I'm not going to buy a in television, Amico to play, uh, Earthworm Jim. I'm sorry. Or, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. though. <laughs> I'm sorry though. It's kind of sad, but either way, thought that was worthy of talking. Uh, moving on, what I've been up to, gaming wise. Uh, actually, do quick. Not in here. Actually, I've been playing like a wide gamut of stuff recently. Probably the most widest I've played in a while, actually. Um, first is um the Marvel Avengers beta which um yeah at least initially it was a little weird uh at least playing the game it feels it's hard to shake off the feeling of just um <laughs> it's hard to shake off the feeling of uh, store brand, store brand, Iron Man, store brand, um, Captain America, store brand, Thor, store brand, Hulk, store brand, Black Widow. It's just very difficult to shake that off. Honestly, um, personally, it's just the, just the fact that I'm so closely, uh, uh familiar with, the. Uh, Marvel uh, movies starring all these characters. It's, it's just for me, it just, it's just, it's just, especially the artistic direction they're going. It just seems like, yeah, they're just like store brand versions of their counterparts. If that makes sense. That like, it just feels like something's off about them. You know what I mean? Which I know a lot of people are talking about too, but yeah, it's really hard to shake that 
shake that feeling of even after playing them in action. Um, but I think if this game was in a different, took a different artistic direction, let's say if it was more cartoony, more like maybe cell shaded, uh, maybe like, maybe, maybe even like, uh, have some balance between the two, then I don't think I would be as off put by the artistic direction. Uh, you know, doing this pseudo realism type, um, I guess visual aesthetic, but, um, that's essentially what it felt like, at least from that standpoint. Then we get to the combat, at least from what I played, I played like roughly three hours. It felt, uh, play about three hours. Um, I did the whole initial thing. And then I think it was a section with, it was a section where you essentially get to the central or at least what seems to be the centralized based where you, you know, can do missions and stuff like that. But it just felt generic, too generic for me. Uh, at least, I mean, the characters is one thing, but the combat, it felt very repetitive and bland to me, but I was looking on uh on the forums uh the reset era. Apparently there's like combo videos that people are pulling off and stuff. So that leads me to believe that maybe there's a lot of move sets I haven't unlocked that you have to unlock or you unlock. But it I I would assume the game would have told you that or I guess they're a lock that you have to unlock them then. So that was at least my the biggest like I guess um negative I had with the, with playing the, the beta so far is that the, the combat felt, felt very restricted and like just repetitive. And, you know, it had a lot of, uh, hints, uh, hints from Spider-Man, uh, for the PS4, but, um, it ultimately just felt off. It didn't feel like a hundred percent. Um, it felt like there was some potential there, but it didn't feel like it fully delivered on it. If that makes sense. So that, that kind of, detracted me from it all overall, but uh, at least seeing some of these combo videos, it's like, it must be something I'm missing or I guess hidden things. The game doesn't tell you maybe potentially, but uh, I might give it another shot and give it a little bit more time. See if I, my impressions uh, improve over it. But you know, just with the, with that, just the impressions of the game, especially with Spider-Man, the whole Spider-Man controversy, which is, still messed up to thinking about it now. Uh, it, it led me to, it, I, Avengers kind of is on my bad side, considering somebody who's a big fan of superhero movies and, and stuff like that, uh, superhero games too. So I'll probably more than likely give it another shot, uh, see if my impressions change, but the overall, those were kind of my impressions of the beta. It was, uh, it just felt just generic, man the best only the best way I could describe it it's just like is I guess it's hard to follow up with just the the greatness that was like the whole cinematic um cinematic series if anything um let's say if like you know they actually managed to get all the rights to like Tony Stark uh Chris Evans and you know um Scarlett Johansson stuff like that then I think uh, I would probably may have responded or received the game more better or game would have been better received by me so far. So, um, yeah, 
what I see there, I understand they're trying to separate themselves from that or have this separate uh, MCU, you know, especially with Kamala Khan as uh, one of the adventures and, and things like that. So we'll see. We'll see. Some combo videos were pretty dope, though. I was like, man, that's, if I was playing like that, I might be more interested. But I'm, I'm very curious how that came to be. But I guess maybe some characters are more combo heavy than others, too. I was only playing Kamala Khan and Hulk for the most part. Um, didn't really get to play with Tony and Stark and uh, uh, Black Widow, which at least were the characters mostly that have like the heavy combo video. So then again, that in and of itself might be something. But I think there was just just um, some abilities I wasn't able to buy yet or something, or I don't know how that kind of works, but the combo videos were actually pretty dope. I was like, it actually made me like, oh man, let me try this game again. See if I didn't miss something, miss out on something. So yeah. Also, um, Monster Hunter World. Um, been, uh, friends been getting me back into that. So, um, post Alatrion beating his ass. Uh, I actually have been feeling more encouraged to go back to Monster Hunter especially uh, do the guiding lands, which is pretty much the end game after the end game, if that makes sense, uh, where they apparently they, they made a lot of vast improvements to make it more accessible, easier to uh, upgrade your um, the guiding lands, which basically a uh, quick gist of how it works is that pretty much all of the locales you normally would go to separately for quests. Uh, the guided lands is basically like a combined um, version of that where pretty much random monsters can appear at any time, but there's kind of a underlying, I guess, progression where you want to upgrade each one to, I think the max level seven, where after that you can get, you'll, you'll get like harder monsters and more rewarding materials to make, um, you know, um, better armor and uh, weapons and things like that. So essentially that's the new end game um, for Monster Hunter, um, which is guide to land. So finally broke mass rank 70, which is, uh, I've been behind that for so long. It's been restricting me to join other people's guide to lands in general. Uh, but I guess the goal is a hundred technically. So we'll see eventually, maybe I'll do that. But, uh, all in all, I've been thoroughly enjoying it. Main making decent progression in terms of the world that is Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World. Yeah. So then, man, oh, goodness. Modern Warfare, man. This game. I keep every, 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 almost every episode, I keep raving about this game, but it's true, man. As, as a big Modern Warfare or Call of Duty fan, um, this is literally one of the best Modern Warfares. I'm, I, at this point, I think I'm putting it even above Modern Warfare 2. I hate to say it, but. It's that good, man. Uh, if you haven't played it, I definitely, if you haven't played it and you're a fan of the earlier Call of Duties, I highly recommend you do uh, try this out because it's great. It has crossplay, which is even even a, a better proponent for people to play it uh, where, you know, people aren't segmented by their platforms anymore now. You have PC and you want to play with somebody on PS4, you could do that. You have Xbox, want to play with somebody on PS4, you could do that. So, all that together, 
uh, been thoroughly enjoying the game. The new season dropped last week or whatever. So uh, took advantage of the triple, double, triple threat, double XP, double battle pass XP, double weapon XP, uh, ranked up pretty, pretty quickly in a short amount of time. I've uh, been playing like literally this whole week, to be honest, like ever since last weekend, I've been playing nonstop to try and um, uh, get do all the officer challenges as well as the. um. What else? The uh, complete the battle pass. I'm thinking I'm like at 68 going on 70. So I've been grinding. Your boy been grinding relentlessly. Uh, may partially be <laughs> be uh, coming into play with my sleep schedule. But you know what? I'm having a good time. I'm thoroughly enjoying the game. So, um, yeah, man, that game is great. Uh, just just this this uh, model is like, I'd say the quintessential model for all Activision games, essentially all all other, you know, games that want this type of model coming out. Just it's very fair. You get all the maps for free. You get the free weapons for free. As long as you progress high enough in the game or play the game enough, you get you get those weapons. Um, I think even after the season ends, you you uh, do maybe a slightly harder challenge. But you can still obtain the weapon so it isn't behind a paywall or anything. The only thing you have to pay or the only thing um, you you would uh, pay or have to pay is uh, season pass, which is 10 bucks. But on top of that, the season pass, you can buy, you can basically buy the season pass and uh, get it back for beating, uh, completing the whole season, essentially. So it's like basically you just pay ten dollars and you can if you play each season of 100 uh, or to completion, you get that back to start the next season for free, essentially. So just very smart, uh, fair uh, model. Uh, it's the probably, it's definitely the best, the best free to play model I've ever seen in a call of duty game. Um, which I mean, definitely speaks a lot for probably one of the most notorious, uh, offenders for like abusing this system with you know, uh, loot boxes where, you know, you could potentially pay a lot of money for n- not even getting what you want. With this, you know what you're getting. You could pay for exactly what you want to get. All in all, man, very solid, solid, um, just solid game overall, man. Very, very happy. They they pleased a lot of people with this, man. I have to say, <sighs> Modern Warfare again. <laughs> highly recommend it. Um, so yeah, season five has been fun. Uh, loving the weapon so far. Um, the a 94, uh, the submachine gun, not so much. I feel it's very, it's very, uh, I find myself getting my ass white in comparison to a lot of other guns, but the a 94 is pretty solid. Uh, completed, uh, pretty much all the unlocks and challenges for those guns. So, but yeah, now I'm basically trying to complete all the challenges. I'm about maybe like 75% through. And then doing some of the extra missions that I've been putting off for the past few seasons, but thoroughly just having a blast, man. This game is just great. I can't, I can't stress that enough. So, um, but yeah, so that's been my escapades with modern warfare. Um, ghost of Tsushima 
I've been, I put a little bit of time into it. Not enough, but you know, I plan to play it last weekend, but Modern Warfare just wanted to, just wanted to willy nilly just, oh, we just got triple XP for y'all. So, like, oh, well, there's gold. <laughs> there goes my weekend, man. <laughs> it's gotten to that point now where if Modern Warfare has a double XP or a triple XP, triple threat XP in terms of all those respective uh, XPs, uh, I end up just playing the whole weekend because I want to rank up quick, get these challenges out the way. And I guess kind of enjoy the game for the game, if that makes sense. It's kind of I get some slight fulfillment grinding through through the game generally. But um, it, it is nice to not worry about like, oh, man, got to get 10 head kills, uh, head kills, headshots. Uh, got to kill 25 people with Semtex grenades, uh, you know, but it's it's a it's a it's a love hate relationship, I have to say. It's like, oh, I gotta do thirty contracts in my uh, war zone now, but it's like, uh, I, I I'll do it, I guess. Gotta get like two uh two um ten ten kills, whatever you know. So yeah, either way, yeah, Ghost Tsushima. Um, still going very slowly through the game for the most part. Just doing a lot of side quests instead of the main quest. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of a. Uh, Man, this this funny dude on uh YouTube, uh you look him up, Mighty Keith. Uh he just did one recently that like really hits hits home. Where basically it's just like a satire on just the re- if if uh if an open world game was technically applying it to real life, essentially, where you know, you have the main plot villain that you know you're progressing the main story to get to, but you know, oh man, I wanna get a I wanna get this upgrade so I can get this cool ass sword. And then just consistently getting distracted. Uh, uh, it's so accurate. It's really accurate. Funny, accurate. I do recommend uh, that dude. He is he is funny as hell. Uh, he used to do a lot of Smash videos, Smash and fighting game related videos. But it, I feel like now that he's gotten more popular, he's starting to he's starting to uh, fan out more to like I guess generalized game and stuff, which is totally cool. Uh, I definitely like that direction he's going um, overall. So. Shouts out to Mighty Keefe. I am Mighty Keefe. That's his. I don't sound bite. I don't I don't even know the term for that, but you get it. Uh, So, yeah, that's pretty much all I've been up to gaming wise. Um, uh, Non gaming or I guess media wise. Uh, Friends been putting me on, man. Uh, Slam dunk. So two episodes in. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, Slam Dunk is apparently this um, kind of this anime that came out on the wake of Michael Jordan, and, you know, just him just revolutionizing and immensely popularizing uh, basketball as a sport. I feel for a lot of the mainstream folks that maybe weren't into basketball already. Um, so this definitely seems to capitalize off that. You definitely get a lot of those vibes of, you know, just like anime in basketball form really uh but at least two episodes in so far i am enjoying it uh definitely plan to uh see the whole season out um or see the whole series through i think there's two seasons and i think a lot of it is left to the manga or something happened where they didn't finish the rest of the season or something like that so kind of sucks but 
either way, I'm interested uh, here. This is essential anime I need to watch. And, uh, you know, I have I'm severely lacking in anime, the d- anime department. I've not watched a lot of the anime, or at least the most popular anime. I guess I technically have, but I feel like it's been so long. I don't it didn't necessarily didn't resonate with me. And on top of that, I didn't necessarily watch them, if that makes sense. You know, like when you turn something on and just have it as background noise, that's essentially like what I used to do, like when I was younger. I'd, you know, go to sleep to Adult Swim and then like, you know, like Trigun would come on or Yu Yu Hakusho, Inuyasha. Uh, but that would just be stuff I'd be sleep <laughs> sleeping to rather than like, you know, actively watching before going to bed or something. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, um, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's a lot of a lot of I guess it's it's good. It's, it's fascinating to see how Japan interprets uh america from a you know from that standpoint with basketball but it it does feel like they're putting their spin on it where they're like you know incorporating the standard tropes of japanese japanese trials and tribulations but with the spin of basketball on it which it's it it uh definitely piqued my interest so slam dunk on crunchyroll at least how I'm watching it. I assume there are other means you can watch it, but you know, that is the one of the official means to watch it. So, um, but yeah, outside of that, then pretty much it, um, outside of that. Um, so yeah, I think that will conclude conclude this episode of switch sites episode 68 uh for august 13th 2020 uh, a late one i'm i'm sorry um my sleep schedule's been out of whack so <laughs> i've been just just been sleeping like very weird sporadic times and you know it happens i'm working on it getting it back but um, yeah, so interesting week overall, but, um, something I was going to say, but I forgot. Oh yeah. Uh, if you do enjoy this podcast, uh, feel free to, uh, like rate, subscribe on your particular, not particular, your various podcast and platforms. Um, I think actually, oh, I guess I can't talk about that yet. For another time. Sorry, <laughs> I did not mean to do that, but I thought I could talk about it, but I think technically I can't. So I have to save that for another time. Sorry. Speculate on what that is, but uh yeah. So um what else? Uh you can also catch this podcast live uh being recorded on Twitch TV slash a switch where I do this and <laughs> hopefully ideally streaming other games. I, I used to stream like outbreak Resident Evil outbreak and, uh, some other games. Um, uh, I, some point I'm planning to do that. Uh, just a matter of when, but, uh, so there's that, um, you can also catch this, uh, podcast archived on youtube.com slash a switch or keep this as well as some other, some of my uh, game and videos archived as well. 
Um, yeah. Have any questions you want to submit to the show? You can submit them at a switch TV at gmail.com. I had, I had a immense long pause trying to figure that out, but I got there. Um, what else? I think that's it. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at a switch where I just talk about games relentlessly because I do love games and maybe a little bit of booties and, you know, attractive women. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh man, that's my weakness. I apologize. Um, I don't know why I went on that note, but whatever. Uh, I just, I think it's, I think it's, 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 it's generous or courteous to let people know what they're getting into before they get into it. Right. Okay. So I don't want people to follow me and then see like, Oh man, which is, I'm gonna get on a quick, quick rant real quick about Twitter. Uh, specifically this whole liking thing where like uh, I get retweets or whatever, but I, I am not a fan of the fact that, uh, if you like something that that shows to other people, I feel like that's very invasive. Like, let me like other people's stuff in private that maybe I don't want other people to see that I like, you know what I mean? Either way, that's just a whole another tangent. But I mean, it's one thing if you like, I know you can go from Twitter and look at somebody's likes that way, which is fine. It's like, okay. In that respect, if you're deliberately looking for somebody's likes, that's fine. I'm okay with that. But uh, on somebody's feed in the same manner as like uh, a retweet or a reply, the fact that they show, oh, this person like this is something about that I, I'm not a fan of, but I digress. I'm not sure how the algorithm works, but I think it's something like if more than two people that you follow maybe like it, that it pops up that way, I think, or I forgot. For me, it seems to just like if one person likes it, it pops up, or if I'm maybe I engage with that person more than it, it shows more often or something. I don't know. But one gripe with Twitter that I wish they would change or give you the option change is to do that. Um, I don't know. It feels weird, weirdly invasive where it's like, uh, I just like this girl, just, just some boobs. And then now somebody else is looking at me liking boobs and I'm like, I'm sorry. I just, I thought it was, thought it was something you like, but you, you can't. I digress. All right. So, um, yeah, guys, uh, till next time, uh, be safe. Uh, don't touch people that don't want to be touched. Uh, don't cough and get your game on. Oh yeah. Nobody's safe.